here's the big question. You're interested in value investing and valuing and evaluating businesses on a deep level, but you don't know how even after researching for hours, probably dozens of hours, hundreds of hours on the internet and because nobody else shows you how to do it. This podcast has all those answers and much more about value investing and finance. My name is Jason Rivera. Welcome to Value Investing in Your Car. Hey, Jason here. In this episode of Value Investing in Your Car, I'm going to tell you how you can rapidly, rapidly, rapidly improve as a value investor and investment analyst. Before we get to that, I need to tell you that you can get this podcast or this video as a podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, and more. Anywhere in the world for free as a podcast. Okay. Today, I want to talk about how to rapidly improve as a value investor. Before I do that, though, I want to talk a little bit about what I struggled with massively when I started value investing or learning about value investing 12 plus years ago now. What I, my process then was read, 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 read. Occasionally look at a financial statement, occasionally put something into practice, occasionally value a business. Read, 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 read some more. So essentially what I did is I would learn constantly and only occasionally apply what I was learning. This led to literally probably four or five years of completely wasted time because when I needed to know something specifically, let's say operating profit, for example, I couldn't tell you when I saw the, let's say EBIT, let's say I saw EBIT of $123 million. I couldn't tell you what that meant in either the book sense or the real world sense for the company. I couldn't tell you what it meant in relation to the size of the company. I couldn't tell you what it meant in relation to uh, free cash flow. I couldn't tell you what it meant in relation to can this be better, should it be higher, should it be lower uh, compared to the industry, any of this kind of stuff. This, I went over this process, again, probably four or five years where I literally, anytime I looked up something up or was trying to do something, I had to relearn the definition or look up the definition again because I'd forgotten it. How, what it meant in a book sense, what it meant in a real world sense. I forgot it because I spent all my time reading and learning instead of actually practicing. For me, how my mind works, and again, this took me years to figure out, is I learn something, put it in practice, fail, learn, put it in practice, fail, learn, put it in practice, fail. Pretty much I do this on repeat. Now, is and the reason I do this is because how my mind works, that's how I not only learn the best information, but how I retain the best information as well. And again, not in just a book sense, but in a real world sense. And I keep saying book sense and real world sense because, and I say this to people quite often, uh, anybody pretty much I'm talking to about college stuff is that I talk to is I can almost guarantee that if I went into a accounting level course in college right now, I'd probably fail. Cause I don't know, even to this day, I don't know what 
everything means exactly in terms of book sense. But if you tell me what uh, what term it is or that you want to know about, I can tell you what it means for the company in real world sense. That is more important to me than knowing just the plain book definition is actually how it affects a company, what it means for the company. Should it be higher or lower? Um, how does it compare to competitors? What's the industry average? Uh, what's kind of the median range for this in terms of the overall economy? Is this a high, let's say, ROIC? Is this a high ROIC business model? Is this a high ROIC business, high ROIC industry? Is it low on any of these metrics? Any of these kind of things. So to get back to how to improve rapidly. So this is how I learned over years what I need to do and what works for me. Learn, practice, fail, repeat. Pretty much nonstop. It's an endless loop for me. I'm learning constantly, uh, still to this day, more than 12 years later. But this is how, or this is one of the major reasons why I progressed so rapidly after wasting four or five years as I figured out this process and how to make it work from a value investing perspective. So a real world example for you, again, don't care about book definitions, don't care about theory. This is what's worked for me and this may work for you. Let's say you're learning, let's say you're starting pretty much from scratch. You wanna learn the basic terms, operating profit, um, operating margin, the differences between these, what these kind of mean, and what they mean for the company in real world sense. Let's just use these two as an example, operating profit, operating margin. I would look at the definition on Investopedia. Then I look up the definition in, um, I go into a company's financial statements, look at the terminology for operating profit, see how they use it. Then I write it down by hand, because if you write stuff down by hand, you remember it more because you have to focus more on what you're writing. And then I do this over and over and over and over and over again. So anytime I'm learning anything, I take notes typically by hand. I don't do this anymore now when I'm evaluating companies because frankly, it just takes too long. But when I first started, I would literally handwrite, handwrite dozens of pages of notes definition the operating profit means xyz xyz in a book sense this is what it means for the company real world sense xyz 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 i'd hand write out dozens of pages probably hundreds of pages of notes i have my binder from when i first started learning actually up in my closet as a reminder it's this thing as a reminder of all the notes i took on everything this didn't just go for terms this went on how to do valuations the different steps to do valuation. This went on how to calculate things like ROIC. This went on for anything I didn't know that I couldn't recall like that. I would look it up on Investopedia, Google, whatever. Look it up in a financial statement and write notes. What it meant. And I didn't even know this when I was doing it. I learned this later that again, when you handwrite stuff out, because you're taught at the investment newsletter to handwrite out great pieces of copywriting so you kind of get the repetition, the rhythm, stuff like that. But the reason behind it is from a from a brain perspective is if you handwrite stuff out, even even 
it makes your mind slow down and actually think about what you're writing because if you're typing you can just go a million miles an hour if you're good at typing um, and you don't really have to think about it if you hand write stuff out it kind of imprints it on your mind because you have to slow down and learn or you have to slow down and think about it which helps you learn so this is the number one way I know how to how you can rapidly improve as a value investor and this goes whether you're starting from scratch or whether you're just trying to learn something more complex and new like investment float or owner's earnings. It works the same way for any skill you wanna learn. It, it, again, for me, it will work for you most likely depending on how your brain kind of makeup is and how you learn best. But based on my studies of neuroplasticity and how to learn better over the years, this works for almost everybody if they're diligent about it. It takes time. That's why I said diligent about it. It takes time to do this kind of stuff and it gets frustrating and your hand gets tired and you're like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this anymore. But if you can't recall the basics like that, who says to, who's to say you're recalling the more complex things properly? If you don't know what operating profit is like this, how do you know what, if you're calculating owners, something like complex, like owner's earnings is, how do you know you're calculating that correctly without looking at the definition on your screen specifically how do you know you're calculating that properly if you can't recall something relatively easy like operating profit like that this is why i preach on the blog all the time in, in many of my videos many case study videos uh, there's a bruce lee quote that i love i fear not the men who knows ten thousand kicks I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. I'm a big believer in practicing the basics pretty much constantly, constantly. I still, if I don't, if I don't recall something like I haven't used a term in a while and I'm not 100% sure that I don't understand it from a real world perspective, I still look it up to this day, 12 plus years later. I did this with a student probably last month or the month before. Again, student, he's in the master class. We were talking about something I haven't talked about in a while. I wasn't 100% sure I knew the book definition in the real world. I knew the real world definition, but I wasn't, I wanted him to understand the book definition first. I didn't, I wasn't 100% confident that I knew the book definition well enough to tell it to him so he could understand. So we looked it up during our session, during our live video session, while we were doing it together. So I could explain it to him, not only what the book definition meant, but the real world application. I had no, no shame in that. No shame in that. I, again, huge believer in learning the basics. And this is how you gain a massive advantage over other investors because most people, frankly, are lazy. They will not take the time to learn the basics even once, to learn the basics well even once, let alone 12 plus years later when they're coaching a student their ego will get in the way and they'll be like, oh, I should know this and they'll just kind of rattle off something. It probably will be pretty close. But again, if you're teaching somebody, you want them to know it. And if you teach somebody, you want to, frankly, not look like an idiot. <laughs> so you want to make sure, and you want to teach them well. So you want to know the definition well yourself. And again, the more repetitions you do, the better your recall will become. You can recall something like this. Uh, and the more, the faster you will move in time in terms of your analysis. 
yes, again, upfront, massively time consuming, massively frustrating. Um, if you're anything like me, <laughs> might make you feel like, why the hell am I doing this? Because I shouldn't be doing this. I've been doing this for five, 10 years or whatever. I should know this better by now. But again, if you're not 100% sure, there's no shame in learning more. You need to be learning more constantly anyways. So what is the shame in learning the book definition again? I don't, I don't understand that mindset. And frankly, this is why I think myself, and again, I'm not putting myself in Warren Buffett's class per se, but in terms of learning, he's constantly learning. He's been in the business 60 plus years and he still says he tries to read and learn as much as possible every day been in the business 60 years so if I've been in for 12 plus years and I have to look up a definition when I'm with one of my students just to make sure I'm 100% correct I'm going to do it and again I'm not gonna I'm, there's no shame about it he didn't even probably notice that I that I didn't wasn't 100% confident because we just I just went um, something like well let's look it up I'm not I know what it is but I'm not 100% sure I think I said something like that not 100% sure, he said okay, and we looked it up and we went from there. He didn't make a big fuss about it, oh, you didn't know this for 12 years, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. This, learning like this, again, learn, practice, fail, repeat, over and over and over again, will help you learn any valuable skill rapidly. After kind of flailing, and not learning much for four or five years. My value investment education when I learned this process and how to do this well, rapidly, rapidly, rapidly increased, exponentially increased. I cannot, frankly, there's, it, it increased so, so much so fast after I learned this process that I don't know how to put it into words for you other than you have to do it yourself. You have to try it yourself and see if it works that well for you too but I I would probably put it in I learned more in one year after I learned this process than probably the four or five years before this combined easily because again I wouldn't literally forget anything I did because I was just learning 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 constantly and then when I actually went to a financial statement had to relook at it again and waste an enormous amount of time doing this kind of stuff because I'm the type of person, well, I, again, I don't have any shame. I don't have any arrogance when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'll look up any term I don't 100% understand. Even if I'm 99% sure this is what this is, I, I will go look it up on Investopedia. Back then, today, it doesn't matter. This it will help you ingrain it in your mind and help you learn and improve rapidly. Another tip is to focus on one thing at a time. This is another reason why the first four or five years of when I learned about value investing, I struggled mightily. Not only because I would just read and read and read and read constantly, never practice anything, but also because I would try to read and learn about everything at once. I would try to learn the term, try to learn valuations, try to learn about owner's earnings, try to learn about investment flow, try to learn about capital allocation, try to learn about uh, how to how to research companies, competitors, how to do all of this at one time. And I'd be just kind of all over the place, all over the place. Another tip to improve your skills as a value investor rapidly. Focus on one thing at a time. If you don't know the terms, start with the terms. If you don't know how to value a business, spend a long time valuing businesses. See what they mean ins and outs. See what they mean compared to other companies. 
um, see what the kind of nuances are, learn that in and out. If, if you want to focus on capital allocation, spend days, weeks, months learning about capital allocation and almost nothing else. This along with um, the previous process I described will help you improve your skills rapidly as a value investor, rapidly. These two things, they sound simple and they are, that doesn't mean they're easy because you have to have the discipline to do these things. I've talked to many value investors over the years and many of them are like me, where we want to learn as much as fast as possible or as much as possible as fast as possible and we kind of get all over the place and blah, 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 blah. And it leads to frustration and overwhelm and frankly, sometimes anger <laughs> because you're frustrated why you're not improving because you're not doing these kind of things, uh, these little things you need to do. And again, 12 plus years in, I'm still doing these kind of things and that's how you learn any skill fast. That's how you can learn speaking, how you can learn copywriting, how you can learn writing, how you can learn marketing, how you can learn any valuable skill fast. These two things will help you improve your knowledge and your skill set rapidly. I can't, I, I can't think of an instance where they wouldn't help. Uh, can help improve your decision making, can help you with pretty much everything. Sorry, I got somebody in the car line honking at somebody else in the other line behind me. So, these two things. Again, just a short recap. The process of practice or learn, practice, fail, repeat, handwriting stuff out as you're learning it so you don't have to waste time relearning it. There were times I literally had to relearn something four or five, six times because I would practice, practice, or learn, 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 and never put it in practice. Waste an enormous amount of time doing that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> learn, practice, fail, repeat constantly. Help you, number or step number one, and handwriting stuff out. It's number number two, focus on one thing at a time or focus on one kind of area at a time. These two things will help you improve rapidly as a value investor. These two things will help improve you rapidly in any kind of skill you're trying to learn. Help you improve your decision-making, help you, I don't, I can't think of how this is not beneficial. I'm trying to think of how this might be bad. Um, and again, it might not work for you, but I don't think this, there's a reason this would ever be bad. These, these kind of two things. Other than it takes time and discipline. Time and discipline. But you need both of those as a value investor as well. So you, you may as well you may as well work to you may as well work to improve those while you're learning as well. While you're learning to improve your skills as a value investor, you may as well learn and work to improve your um, usage of time and your patience. So other than that, these again should help you should rapidly help you become a better value investor and can rapidly help you learn any valuable skill. I'd love to hear your comments on this. I'd love to hear your tips on how to improve faster. I have others. Um, and if you like this video, I may continue doing videos like this, but these are the top two things, top two things, absolute must do's for me. And again, something I still use after I figure this out years later. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'd love to hear your tips on how to improve uh, faster as a value investor. 
and I'd love to hear, did I miss anything? I'd love to hear you if you think I missed something. Um, there's other topics, again, there's other processes I use to improve faster, and we may get to those in another video. But for now, these are the top two, and I hope you learn enormously from them. I hope you learn incredibly fast with them and incredibly well with them, most importantly, so you don't have to relearn everything over and over, over again like I did <laughs> when I first started and wasted literally four or five years of time. So remember this series is available as a podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms. If you're watching on YouTube or the podcast, make sure to like, love, share, subscribe. And on YouTube, hit the notification bell so you're notified anytime we release a new video. Make sure to comment below um, anything I can help you with in, value, in terms of value investing or learning or anything we talked about in this video today. I'd love to help you with that. And I list, or I read and respond to all comments myself as well. So you'll be getting direct access to me and helping you become a better value investor, which is what this video is all about. So thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.